WXDX FM, Pittsburgh. Break the wall! Break down the walls! Some people are mad because I call Gregory Polanco a dope. Okay, so what should I call him? Polanco broke his left shoulder and his left knee because he doesn't know how to slide. That's like a miner not knowing how to dig. It's like a garbage man not knowing how to get dirty. It's like a hockey player not knowing how to skate. And to be fair, we all remember Georges LaRocque. If you're a dummy, you're a dummy. And a baseball player who doesn't know how to slide is a dummy. Polanco's teammates are rolling their eyes about that. You know they are. I bet Polanco's not unhappy about this because it's money for nothing. Polanco can be lazy, get paid for a long time without playing baseball, and be, yes, that's right, a dummy. Gregory Polanco's a dummy, and he's out seven to nine months. Hey, Gregory Polanco, guess what? You just made the list. So anyway, here I am at Penguins training camp, except it's not really Penguins training camp because practice has been over for hours. So I'm not totally sure why I'm here. But joining me at 5.30 to begin his weekly segment all through hockey season is the former Penguin. He is a rising star in the hockey media. From Wilkes-Barre Scranton to Sid's Wing to Zuki's and back again, it's the pride of Saskatoon, Colby Armstrong. Colby Armstrong today at 5.30 and once a week during hockey season right here on the X. You certainly do not want to miss that. 412-333-9939, the number to call. I just as soon fill the rest of the hour with calls because it's been a long week. I'm all hopped up on antibiotics and coffee and the antibiotics get me want to eat doughy stuff and sugary stuff and that's not good i'd hate to gain 50 pounds while i'm under this antibiotic treatment anyway call 412-333-9939 the list was brought to you by matt mertz cotton on a name you can trust and call matt mertz plumbing for all your plumbing heating and cooling needs the number to dial is 412-367-0815 and don't forget also, Sunday at 10.30, I'll be at the Gateway Clipper Dock to do the Renegade X Steeler pregame show. That's home games only. 10.30 till 12.30 at the Gateway Clipper Dock. And right here on the X, hosted by me, the super genius, Mark Matt. Uh, if you're just tuning in, the news about Ben Roethlisberger isn't horrific. But I, I wouldn't call it good either. Ben did practice today after not practicing so far this week. And he uh, threw the ball but did not throw it notably well, according to those on the scene. The phrase wounded duck was used a couple times by people who were there. Ben is listed as questionable for Sunday's game against Kansas City. Although Antonio Brown and Marquise Ponce both said that Ben is going to play. So let me ask you, how long of a leash should Ben have? And when I say that it comes off as anybody uh, besides Ben making the decision, and it's up to Ben. But at what point is he not helping? At what point is him playing, if his elbows hurt, counterproductive? 
And I hate to be the type of guy to say I told you so, but it would be a lot easier to think about not playing Ben if they had Landry Jones or any quarterback with NFL experience as opposed to two quarterbacks who have not yet taken a competitive snap in the National Football League. Now, I said earlier I think this game on Sunday is crucial, and I'm getting all kinds of crap, people saying, oh, it's only week two. If they start out 0-1-1, when they expect it to be 2-0, it ain't that long of a season anymore. Whenever you dig a hole, the season gets short. Tampa Bay the next week, Baltimore the next week, neither an easy opponent, although Baltimore did not look good, especially early in that Thursday night football loss to Cincinnati last night. And Cincinnati being 2-0, and and Andy Dalton looking so good last night, reminds me that, yes, indeed, it is early, real early. The Bengals look good, but they're never for real, so I guess Steeler fans can take some heart in that. But what would your leash be like for Ben on Sunday? We're also talking about the Penguins, the line combinations today on the first day at camp. Sid did skate with Daniel Sprong. Evgeny Malkin skated with Phil Kessel and Zach Aston Reese. I like that ladder line combination. I like the idea of trying Sid with Sprong. Broussard was ill, didn't practice. Shane was hurt, didn't practice. So that's your Penguin news. The, the talk of camp today, well, Sprong playing with Sid was the talk of camp. And uh, Juso Ricola, Ricola, uh, just signed from the Finnish League. Uh, looked very good today by any estimate. It's funny, though, because he threw like a medium-level check, and somebody tweeted a video of it saying, big hit by Ricola. Yeah, maybe by the standards of the day, but it shows how much hockey has changed. Uh, we were talking about defensemen today. Uh, myself, Jonathan Bomboli from the trip, a couple other writers. And if Hal Gill who played so well for the 9 Penguin Stanley Cup champ. If Hal Gill was in the league right now, he'd never play. There's no place in the game for that kind of defenseman anymore. The big guy who can't really skate that just kind of gets in the way. But 10 years ago, I don't know if Brian Dumoulin could have gotten the league. That big defenseman that doesn't hit. But now nobody hits. Nobody really goes to the net that much until the playoffs. The league just changes all the time. And sometimes players are there at the right time, and sometimes they're there at the wrong time. Let's go to Darren in Indiana Township. Darren, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Mark, how you doing? Great. Good. I called you a few weeks back. I gave you a prediction. Yeah, no, nobody cares you called before. Goodbye. From now on, anybody who says they called before and wants to recap what they said, immediately out. You're transitory, your props, nobody cares. Let's go to Mike in Ross Township. Mike, do better. You're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Double M. Hey, what I up? wanted to do a, a quick comment on the quarterback situation. I think uh, whether or not Mason Rudolph gets a helmet will say a lot about how healthy Ben is and how short that leash may be. That That's a good point. That's a good point. If Rudolph is on the active list, well, no, don't don't forget, bro. No, that that's not applicable. Thank you for the call. You always get to dress a third quarterback, but he can only play in case of emergency. So so Rudolph will be on the sideline as the third quarterback, no doubt about that. That started out as a, as a good thought and just went straight to hell. Let's go to uh, Jack in Oakland. Jack, you're on the Mark Madden Show. 
Hey, how you doing, Mark? What up? Um, just a comment in regards to your comments on the Polanco injury. How you know you said you know he's an idiot and and you thought it was hilarious, but then I would guess the same goes for Shazier. No, because football players lead with their heads all the time. They've been taught to tackle incorrectly. It's been tolerated for years. Uh, plenty of guys hit like Shazier did. Nobody gets hurt. I've never seen a clumsier slide than Polanco. How about you? Oh, no, I agree. But but with Shazier, though, I, I saw two one of two things. Either yeah, it's not, it, bro, it's just, it's just not it's just it, it's just not comparable. It's just not comparable. Thank you for the call, but it's just not comparable. Polanco's a dope. He's an absolute idiot. He's played baseball his whole life and doesn't know how to slide. And if you want to say Shazier's an idiot because he doesn't know how to hit, you go ahead and do that. I'm not. Polanco's an idiot. Let's go to Jake in Green Tree. Jake, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. How's it going? Good. What's up? Um, thinking about the game this weekend, I mean, I feel like the key is just going to be can the Steelers like replicate the same amount of pressure they uh, were able to produce in week one. I mean, what was it, seven or eight sacks? I mean, uh, seven sacks, yes, and a lot of pressures. But Cleveland's offensive line is really bad, and I think Kansas City's is a bit better. And plus, okay. Kansas City has a lot of different weapons that will make that pass rush think twice. It's still a rookie quarterback, though, and it's only one start. That he, and he had one good start so far. That's that's not a bad point, but he did play pretty well, didn't he? And at the very least, he'll come into the game with confidence. That said, it'll be his first time in a hostile environment as a starting quarterback. Agreed. I mean, but don't you think like the Tyree kill could just f things up? He could go out there and, and just break two or three big plays. Oh, I mean, it could happen any week with him. Yeah, AB might do it too. I mean, but AB might have a tougher time doing it if Ben is at seventy-five percent. I just feel like the Steelers getting pressure on Mahomes is going to be a key to the game. The pass rush getting pressure on any quarterback is the key to any game. Maybe more so in this game. I don't know. We'll st- it's based on how bad the secondary is. I felt good about this game till Ben was throwing ducks today. Then again, maybe he's trying to fool everybody, and I and I really do think that's a possibility. Let's go to Kevin in Whitehall. Kevin, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mr. Madden. Thanks for taking my call. Right. I uh, have to agree with you on the Polanco being a stink. I don't understand how people are giving you crap for stating the obvious. Well, Polanco's a dummy, okay? And never mind just the slide. What about all the base running errors? What about all the fielding uh, errors? What about throwing to the wrong base? The guy's just a dummy. Him and Marte are both terrible in the outfield. And they have right base running, which is just baffling to me. Now, whether they're, just, whether they're just stupid people or it's lack of focus, I don't know. I don't care. Whenever you make mental error after mental error, and this mental error puts you out seven to nine months, does it really matter why? Suppose not. Thank you for the call. Let's go to Frank. Frank, you're on with Mark. Hey, Mark. Hey, Frank. I was wondering, with James, where he did against Cleveland, which nobody knows he will, what do you think the Steelers will do with Le'Veon Bell if he comes back as James Conner's playing as he is? Do you think they're going to keep him, trade him, do something with him, run him to the dirt? What, what, what are you talking about? They're going to trade Connor when Bell comes back? No, no, I mean Bell. Bell. What are they going to do with Bell? They're not going to trade Bell. You know. Why would they trade Bell? Who would they trade Bell to? What would they get for Bell? 
uh, first-round pick, anything. No, they wouldn't get a first-round pick. Who in the frig would give the Steelers a first-round pick for a running back who's only going to play six games and then leave? Uh, maybe the Packers because they have two no, first No, 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 no. You're stupid. If you were a baseball player, you'd be Gregory Polanco. You're stupid, stupid. <laughs> Anything? No, don't laugh. You just asked a question that is ridiculously stupid. Nobody's going to trade a first-round pick for a running back for six games when he leaves at season's end. They're just not going to do that. Goodbye, you idiot. Time to retire, and real soon, too. 105.90X. This is Zach Aston Reese of the Pittsburgh Penguins, and you're listening to Mark Madden and the Best Hockey Talk on the home of the Pens, 105.9 The X. I just saw a video of B.J. Finney, the Steelers guard, talking about starting Sunday in place of David DeCastro. You know who B.J. Finney looks like? Seth Warabaugh of The Athletic. That does not exactly imbue me with confidence for Sunday's game, but good luck to B.J. Finney. A couple music notes before we talk more Penguins, and don't forget, Colby Armstrong joins me at the bottom of the hour. Uh, the Penguins will not use Mac Miller's song Party on Fifth Avenue as their goal song, but will feature it in Game Night Entertainment, which is a solid compromise. And Nikki Six of Motley Crue confirmed that the four songs, the new songs, the band are recording with producer Bob Rock are for the Motley Crue autobiographical movie, The Dirt, which is based on the book of the same name. If you're just tuning in, Ben practiced today. Juju Smith-Schuster said he did not have his normal zip on the ball. I'm not sure the Steelers or Ben would want Juju Smith-Schuster to say that out loud, but uh, hey, Juju's lit, and that's all that matters. Uh, Ben is listed as questionable, as is Cam Hayward, as is Artie Burns, as is Vance McDonald. But the assumption is that Ben will play uh, Hayden and DeCastro are listed as doubtful, and the assumption is they will not. How big a leash should the Steelers give Ben, and what are their chances with him playing at, I don't know, who knows, 75%? I think Ben will find a way, although it's one thing for a quarterback to play around a leg injury, say, another altogether for him to play around an arm injury. We were talking about the Steelers, excuse me, the Penguins lineup, who should play with who, line combinations and defense pairings. It's tough to arrange uh, the lineup incorrectly because the Penguins are loaded with talent. I've been saying it's a much tougher fit if Simone plays with Sid. Sprong skated with Sid today. I mean, is Hornquist going to be your third line right wing? That would make for hell of a third line. But then Rust has to play left wing. I don't know where that would leave Zach Aston Reese. I'm higher on Aston Reese than I am on Simon, but I'm not sure the coaches are. And like I said, I spoke to a few players today after practice, and uh, guys who I trust, their opinions are very high on uh, Dominic Simone. And that doesn't include Crosby. I didn't talk to him today, but I know he likes Simone as well. Uh, I was on Stan Saverin's show yesterday, and we spoke about Matthew Murray. And my only doubt about Murray is, can he stay healthy? The glove don't worry me at all. Murray even said the five-hole was a bigger problem spot last year. Fans bitch about the glove because it's much more noticeable when a goal goes up in there. In fact, today Murray got beat by Russ quite away over the glove, and you could hear the fans buzz. But Matt Murray is just a world-class talent, a fantastic goaltender. 
But it's like with the quarterback position. In football, you blame the quarterback. In hockey, you blame the goalie. The backup situation is a debate. And a significant one in light of uh, Murray's past health issues. I think DeSmith and Jari are comparable, but Jari is 6'2". And Casey DeSmith is lying about being six foot. He might be 5'11". He also might be 5'10". And size does matter, but DeSmith is real good. You know what should not enter into it? That old saw, like, DeSmith is better equipped to be a backup, so let Jari develop in the minors. No, first off, Jari is 23, one year younger than Murray. So what is Jari developing for? Jari will never be the number one at Pittsburgh, so just keep the better goalie. Whoever you determine is better between DeSmith and Jari, just keep that guy as the backup. Unless, let me play devil's advocate and argue with myself here, unless you keep DeSmith as the backup, and if Murray goes down and he's out for a couple weeks, you bring Jari up from Wilkes for a run of games. I could live with that, but boy, that would suck for Jari. To basically know you're the number two goalie, but you get paid like a minor leaguer most of the time. But hey, hockey sucks, and then you die. Up next, he is the pride of Saskatoon. It's the first of his weekly segments. It's going to be great. He's also a rising star in hockey media. His former Penguin Colby Armstrong. Army up next on 105.9. This is Phil Kessa of the Pittsburgh Penguins. You're listening to Mark Madden, the best hockey talk on 105.9 The X. It's hockey season. It's time for the Penguins. And so it's my extreme pleasure to welcome for his debut as a weekly guest. He is the pride of Saskatoon. It's ex-Penguin Colby Armstrong. Army, where do they love you the most? Pittsburgh, Saskatoon, Wilkes, or Zookies? <laughs> oh, God, that's that's actually a really tough question. That's that's super tough. But, Mark, I would have to say Zookies. Zookies was absolutely pandemonium when we were there back in the day, wasn't it? It's a wing joint up in Beaver County. Yeah, we got to get back there soon, although... Well, there's hey, a half place of them were my family. Half of them was my family that day, uh, though. <laughs> I, I know, and, and like, like that's one of the few times I drank on the air, and I do not regret it a bit. So maybe we <laughs> will get back to Zuki's at some point. Hey, today was the first day of training camp, and what's that like? I I guess that depends on whether you have the team made or not, right? Yeah, definitely. I, I well, I just remember being stressed and anxious, and to get well, just to get started, but like all the testing and the nerves of being on the ice. And I don't know, for me and probably other guys, maybe they hide it better or maybe I hit it okay. But you always kind of like, even if you're even if you're a veteran, like I guess if you're Sid and Gino or Latang, you're in a different boat. But, you know, like coming back, it's always it's always um, like the first time kind of uh, going to camp again. It's like that nervous feeling if you're good enough, if you're going to fit in okay. At least I had that feeling anyway. So it was, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's anxiety, excitement, it's everything all in one. But, uh, yeah, today I saw they got a little bag skate at the end, Mark. You probably saw that, too. So saw some guys dragging some butt out there. And, uh, you know, that's just more to look forward to as camp winds on and into exhibition. Now, did you hit much in the scrimmages like today? That Finnish guy, Ricola, threw a big hit, the new Finnish defenseman. But he hit some below-the-line guy. If you're going to be hit, yeah. you've got to be careful who you hit, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember at camp? Like it was maybe my first camp, and I think uh, you know Billy Tibbetts just got out of jail, and he was coming to make <laughs> a comeback. 
And I remember he cross-checked Mario in the, I think, like, hurt Mario. And it was a big thing. Like, I think he had, you know, ten guys going after him. I think someone on his own team came off the bench to fight him even. Like, hey, like, no one, no one hits the boss man. So, uh, yeah, you got to make sure of who it is even at camp. I remember coming to camp, especially here, and, and looking at the list of teams. Like, they have three teams here at Camp Mark. And looking and seeing if Brooks Orpik was on my team because, I, I, if he was, I was so happy just because I knew in the scrimmages I didn't have to have uh, my head on a swivel so much if I wasn't out there against a guy like that because every time Brooks hits you, it hurts. You know, it's just, it's just you know, you know these guys, you play with them all the time, you know how they play, you know how camp's going to go, but it's always something if you can save an extra couple miles on your body through camp, uh, it helps out. So I always loved having guys like that when I was on my team. So Ricola. I'd be looking to have him on my team at camp if he's running around. Now, you skated with Sid early in Sid's career. Where is his career at Army at 31? What kind of player is he? And do you think his game's changed very much? Yeah, I, I think it has changed. I think it's, you know, he's, you know, I think he's found his way into his own game. And, and I think we see him, you know, creating chances in certain situations down around the circles and, uh, like I think Penn fans will remember him, and I, I certainly do. Just splitting defensemen, and I, I, the game's much different now. And everyone can skate a lot better. I feel like defensemen, not guys, aren't as big as they used to be, and um, clunky. Everyone's pretty mobile, so it definitely makes obviously the game a little different that way for for players like Sid. But uh, you know, I think he's just become. I don't know. It, it's cr- crazy to say, but like more more of like a you know a a headsy type of player where he, he knows where he can where he can really victimize uh, the opponent in certain areas on the ice. And not only is he good at all over the ice, but just, you know, when his when his offense instincts really kick in, he, he seems to, you know, gravitate to these certain areas in the offensive zone, uh, and that's when he does a lot of his damage. But, yeah, he looks, he looks good. He looks uh, – you see him today without his equipment on? Yeah, he looks amazing. Yeah, but he looks like he's like he's uh, lost some weight or something. Like he looks a little bit more, a little more cut, even more. Yeah, than maybe a little, too. maybe a little lighter. Yeah, he looks a little lighter. So um, you know, as the game's going, I think it's just you know, obviously foot speed and skating. Um, you know, and that just shows him at 31. And I mean, we get to see it with Matt Cullen coming in here and still going. You know, the type of shape you have to remain in, and you know, the type of legs you have to have. And, and when you're dragging around a little less weight, it does help out to keep yourself going a little longer and keep those legs a little fresher. You know, it's funny because if there was like a Hockey 101 videotape or if there was a book, Hockey for Dummies, that's how Sid plays. He, he paints within the lines. It's just yeah. that nobody does basic hockey better than Sidney Crosby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like the attention to detail, the little thing. He really is like kind of old school player. And I think, I think that's, you know, for a skill guy or, you know, a guy that's, you know, you know best player in the league. You look at these guys and you got to think, oh man, he, he must be like these McDavid toe drag hands. And he, you know, he has the ability, but he's puck protection, he's grinding, he's he's you know a chip off the wall. He's got that hand, that little those little chip pop plays that he can do. And you know, I, I get to talk to other players on other teams all the time now that I'm like a, a media legend, Mark. Right. <laughs> they all love you. They want to get inside. <laughs> yeah. It's great though. It's great talking to these other players now. I get to go to visit these rooms with you and some of the other guys and, and, and you know, talk to these guys. That, like, a lot of guys that I talk to about, you know, Sid's game or what he does out there, probably the average fan or, like, the average people wouldn't even notice. And 
You know, at times I think I don't even notice it sometimes now that I'm just, like, watching. But, you know, the little details of the game like you talked about, like just those little give-and-go plays, the perfect body position, the way he, you know, moves guys around on the ice and carries the puck, and even sitting up top, the way he can see guys coming in three or four layers into the offensive zone and finding guys back door and, and defensemen sneaking in. No one does it better than him. No one. Uh, I mean, you could make a billion YouTube clips of uh, all the stuff that he does down below the dots and protecting pucks and making plays and creating offense, and there's no one in the league that does it better. We're talking to Colby Armstrong here on the home of the Penguins, 105.9 The X. Army, whatever happened to Andy Hilbert? That was the line. <laughs> Sid, Army, and Andy Hilbert. He had 18 points in 19 games playing with you guys, and then he was never heard from again. Yeah, I know. I don't know. I actually, I don't know. I lost touch with him. I have no clue where he is. Uh, if he, I don't know, I, if anyone knows where he is, I'd love to know. Did he continue playing like later yeah. on? I think he ended up on the island after us. And yeah, yeah, he had that he... big run on your line. Well, since yeah. line, but we can call it your line. <laughs> and, and then the it's Islanders crazy. gave him a pretty decent deal, and he had like four points in sixty games. Yeah, yeah. I think you know what happened to him too. I think I heard that he had some concussion. Uh, uh, issues and he got bonked in the head a few times and was dealing with with some of that. I mean, I hope he's he's okay now. I don't know what's going on post career, what's going on with him. But hey, you, you and uh, Sid gave him you know something what? he can tell his grandkids about. Yeah, you know what though? Yeah, my grandkids too. That was awesome. <laughs> that was awesome. <laughs> but <laughs> but I'll tell you what, he was like he was exactly. You talk about guys that play good with him, and I know it's been a lot of years. But Andy Hilbert was just a good skating, fast up and down guy that was willing to play give and go. You know, you know, small area hockey, uh, and and get to hard areas. And you look at guys that are successful with them. It's those it's those kind of players that, you know, we're always going to say well, we need a good winger to play with. Said you need these guys. You look at Gensel, hell of a player, unreal in those little areas, willing to get in there also and get pucks and come out with it against guys that are willing to take those shots and you know go into tough spots, but can make those small area game plays and can finish. So. Um, yeah, you know, we talk about guys like that. Andy Hilbert, yeah, we had a good run. We had a good year that year. We were awful, Mark. We were, How bad were we? I think we were pretty bad. Uh, you were pretty yeah, bad, I, yeah. I didn't want the year to end, though. I was having a blast. <laughs> it was like the greatest year of my life. I was like, oh, man, this is great. We lose 6-4, to four, but I got three points. Awesome. <laughs> well, st- stay, staying with what it takes to play with Sid, Daniel Sprong skated with number 87 today. One of the pros and cons of Sprong on Sid's line and what right wing on this team? We know Gensel's going to go left. What right wing is yeah. best suited to play with Sid right now? I would, you know what? I would love to see Sprong have a shot up there. I liked when he came up. Uh, he had a big game against the Islanders, and he stuck around for a few games and kind of fizzled and went back down. You know, I'm fine with that too. I'm fine with development and, and you know him finding that pro game. I spent three and a half years in the minors for the first round pick, and I thought, you know what? I'm never going to crack. I never had a game. Nothing, but those three and a half years were so good for me in developing and becoming a guy that you know is reliable and becoming a guy that you know can manage the ups and downs throughout a season. Because you know, for him, a lot, you know, everyone talks about his goal scoring ability and like he has that. But I think what we saw out of a little flash out of him last year was the ability to you know do other things. I think we able saw him make some plays. I think we saw him you know get a little gritty and get in some hard areas. And, and, and I think we saw him also, a guy that can bring some, some okay speed. I don't think a lot of people talk about his speed, but he, he looked good in a, in a couple games when he was there. So can he string it together? Can he find that overall game playing with Sid with those little give-and-go plays and those plays coming out of 
uh, through the neutral zone, those give and go plays making room for him so he can use his speed coming under pucks. Uh, and I think he has that other tool where he can get open in the offensive zone and has that NHL shot. So I, I, I don't, I like, I'd love to see him through exhibition. I think the coaches probably want to too and, and see what he can do. But if, if all else fails, I think Hornquist, you just throw, slap old, uh, trusty bull in a china shop up there and you, you know what you're going to get from him every single time. Every single time, Mark. How do you not like that? It's like every time I'm going to come on with you, you know it's going to be magic. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the Hornquist is probably more physically damaging than this show. I mean, how'd you like to play against that guy? I mean, you're, you're right on the money with that. He's like Orpic. Like you mentioned Orpic before, if you take a shift against Horny, you're going to yeah. leave the ice with something damaged. Maybe not gratuitously damaged, but it's just going to suck, right? Yeah, it's going to suck. Like, I think the mentality about playing against a guy like that is, like, every time you're out against him, you know he's coming. Like, he's not going to, like, not finish his check on you and it might not be the biggest hit but he's going to be there every single time you know around the net as a defenseman how bad is how bad would you hate that literally have to clear him out of there every single time for no reason even when there's a nothing scrum he's coming in there every time and he's pretending like he's not supposed to be oh i didn't know why i ended up in here Oopsie daisy. but you know he's one of those guys that's kind of uh you know you see his energy and and, and you know this is where guys go you know we don't need these third or fourth line guys or like that mentality but, you know, when you can get a personality like Hornquist, um, you know, and, and, and the ability to play with good players, too, in the dressing room through an 82-game schedule every day, even in practices, um, I, don't, I don't know what you could say about him. I guess that's why he earned that extension. And, you know, you need guys like that in the room. i got to go off the board uh, and talk about the Carlson deal. What's your take mm-hmm. on that? Because San Jose's already got Brent Burns. Do they really need Eric Carlson? Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, yeah, that's a that's a good point. And I, you know what, my my whole thinking right now with hockey, I'll be honest with you, I've thought about this, and I don't know why. It might be stupid. It probably is, and maybe it's because I watch the Penguins a lot, and and you know <laughs> we see kind of the transformation of the game. But I, I I think like you could just stack your forwards and and play run and gun now hockey. Like I, that's you know I look at a lot of teams, and and you know we seen the Penguins. We've seen them do it. They change the game with the speed game, and, and everyone's trying was trying to adapt and catch up and play this type of game. Uh, you know, we saw Carlson last year, the other Carlson in Washington, have a big playoff, a good player, and I think I think it's you know it's it's good to have those big studs on the back end. But if you got like guys that are like you know ice hockey Nintendo games, if you got a bunch of medium guys that can move puck, skate, you know Jack Johnson, serviceable on a power play, and stack your forwards and just get the puck. D to D or rate up and get it to your speedsters that can score goals. I mean, with today's game, there's there's no clutching, grab, no hit. Like, just let the boys go, let it rip, open it up. But yeah, as far as San Jose goes, how are they going to find enough ice time for all those guys? You know, Burns plays 30 minutes. Where's Carlson going to fit in? Where's Vlasic going to fit in? How are they going to manage? You know, their pairings and power play, and you know that's going to be a challenge for Peter DeBoer there. Well, I mean, and like Carlson and Burns are the same player. Again, I'm not sure they needed yeah. Carlson. It's like the Leafs getting Tavares. I mean, Tavares is great, but Hainsey and Morgan Riley are your top pair. I mean, go get a defense. I'm begging you. Yeah, like trade Tavares for for Carlson. <laughs> for Carlson. That's right. That's right. You know, it's yeah, like, I, know. I know. It's like San Jose and Toronto each got what the other team should have. Yeah, exactly, and and you know you look at Toronto's D, they, like they have a good team, they have an exciting team, a bunch of good young skilled talent, and the big question mark, and now and you know the off season, yeah, they got Tavares, exactly what you said, but what's the question mark still? Their defense, 
Everyone thought they were going to do that, and they're pretty confident that their deal will be better this year, uh, and they and they can be better. So, you know, I guess they're taking a chance on guys being a little bit older and some guys, you know, through the depth of their decor, just being a little wiser and, and being able to fill some more roles and some, you know, PK and special teams and area certain parts of the of the team game. So, I mean, that's the risk you take when you're trying to land those big those big guys. They don't come around too often, and if you want to hit for the fences, you got to grab them while you can. Army, this was great. It'll be great. You know what we got to do? we got to do some theme shows, like a Billy yeah. Tibbetts theme show. Tell me that wouldn't be magic. <laughs> it would be absolute magic. And you know what i got to do? i gotta get, I got to get in uh, and sit down with you. i got to get in there live. Yes, it'll be great. That's what we got to do. we got to get the chemistry going. we got to get beers on air. Well, it, 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 you're the last segment on Friday. There's no reason not to, really. <laughs> but, by the way, a little update. Remember the place we did, the Little Brown Jug in Millville? Oh, yeah. Burned to the ground. Place. Yeah, you know, I heard about that. It's a shame. I bet you there's a ton of people out there just a tear in their eye. <laughs> just a ton. Just if, a lot of people. If not before, then certainly now. And also, one time, a quick Billy Tibbetts story. Remember when he went to Philadelphia for a little bit? Yeah. He wanted to fight one of their writers in the locker room, and I had to break up the fight between him and the writer. No, he tried to fight like a media member. Yes. <laughs> and I broke it up because, that. as you know, I'm well-known as a peacemaker. Yes, yes, you're right in there. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And you know what I love before I came on? Besides, you know, we got to get that. Besides the traffic update, I love the uh, blush commercial right before I came on. That was hilarious. <laughs> well, that was not an accident, my friend. Believe me. Army, <laughs> Army, great stuff. We will do it again next week. All right, Double M. Thanks for having me, buddy. That is Colby Armstrong, a rising media star. Just ask anybody. And that that's going to be the best talky talk in the city. It was just now the best talky talk going. So thanks to Army, and we're going to do it every week. Now it's time to ask Mark anything. 412-333-WXDX.com. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Mark, big fan, big fan. Good show. Like the uh, entertainment. There'd be candy bars, lollipops, and the occasional nickel. The X at 105.9. It's time to ask Mark anything brought to you by Chapino Restaurant Cigar Bar. It's the city's best seafood and choppa, so check out Chapino. And we need calls. I didn't plug Ask Mark anything wholeheartedly enough. By the way, if uh, you're a guy who likes gentlemen's clubs... Uh, I think this is Albert's last couple days at Blush before the sale goes through for $15 million. So go wish Albert well at Blush this weekend. Also at the Spearmint Rhino, I think the hottest girl in the business right now, Abigail Mack. If we still did interviews or podcasts, we would have her on. We had her on a couple times, but she is just unbelievable. I would say the website to check her out at, but I said it the other day, and I'm not sure people were happy with it. It has a common theme with... Uh, African-American men in a dumpster. Well, they're not all in a dumpster with Abigail, but there was a dumpster in the one I saw. Let's go. Uh, time to ask Mark anything. Let's go to Shafe in the car. Shafe, ask Mark anything. Hey, Super Genius. Uh, was just wondering if uh, perhaps you've gotten into the show Ozark with Jason Bateman. Very similar uh, character and plot development to Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. Yeah, I heard it's very, very good. You know what's weird, though, bro? And this says a lot about me as a dope. Like, I channel surf, and Netflix isn't part of my channel surfing. I'm not in that habit. Does that make any sense? Yeah, I get it. I mean, you're, you can, I mean we're all creatures of habit, aren't we? Yeah, but, but Norm MacDonald has that show, well, assuming they haven't pulled it from him. 
as a result of the last couple days. But uh, you're right. I, I do got to watch Ozark. What season is Ozark in, Shafe? Uh, it's just uh, season two, and each season is ten episodes long. So uh, you can get through it pretty quick. And they post the entire season at one time, right? That's correct. Who else is in is Ozark besides Bateman? Uh, Laura, Laura Linney is the other one. Oh, Laura Linney's excellent. She's an excellent actress. Yeah. All right, good stuff. Uh, if I remember, I'll check it out. But with Netflix, unfortunately, like I said, no guarantees. Uh, leaves the line open, 412-333-9939. That's 412-333-9939, he said in his 70s FM DJ voice. Playing the hits here on the X. Let's go to Luke in the car. Luke, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. Uh, what's your um, opinion about the uh, B team moving all their guys around, trying to get those younger guys to compete against you? Is that is that what you think? Is that true? Oh, I don't. I don't know what they're trying. I, I, I think they needed new cards and just not to reshuffle the deck. Although I think they have a lot of talented people over there. Uh, yeah, I know. If, I like so, if somebody's ever going to catch me, then they'll catch me. It's been 22 years. I don't anticipate it happening anytime soon. There's no indication it's happening now. I think the two guys who are against me are, are excellent talents. I think I benefit, though, from working alone. I think when you work alone, your personality and your talent gets to shine through. It's much better in an interview situation. And uh, I think once hockey starts, I'm tough to beat. Football, too, but once, once hockey starts, nobody in town, whether it's print media, electronic media, uh, you know, whatever kind of media, nobody does better work with any sport than I do with hockey. Let's go to uh, Bob in Wilkins Township. Bob, ask Mark anything. Hey, Mark. What, what up? What's the most important, the Steelers, Penguins, Pirates, or the Purge? Uh, can I rank them in descending order? <laughs> yes, sir. Penguins one, Purge two, Steelers three, Pirates four. How do, you uh, like I throw, purge, how do you like the purge so far, Mark? Can I throw Liverpool in there? Yes, go ahead. <laughs> uh, uh, Penguins one, Liverpool two, everybody else. Well, purge three, everybody else can can go to hell. No, I think the, the two purge TV shows have been very good so far. Don't you agree? Oh, I like them. Yeah, I can't wait to see the rest of the series. Let's go to Jim in Washington. Jim. Hey, Mark. I'm uh, curious if they're going to go see Randy Bachman out in uh at the Palace Theater next week. Yeah, yeah, it's like in two weeks, I think. It's a, it's a week from this 25th, coming Tuesday, yeah. right? Yeah, that's correct, yeah. Yes, I'm definitely planning on going. I saw Randy in Cleveland not too long ago. I saw him in Vegas not too long ago. Before that, I think he's brilliant. He was great in South Park last summer, so I'm very excited about it. Yeah, isn't that funny? I, I went to see him in Cleveland and Vegas, but I missed him at South Park. <laughs> yeah. I like the way he, he tells the stories between songs, don't you? Or you could hang up. Let's go to uh, Brian in North Hills. Brian, ask Mark anything. Hey, uh, Mr. Madden, what do you think about uh, uh, 35-year-old Kovalchuk coming back to the L.A. Kings? I think we'll get 20, 25 goals, not many more. I think he'll do okay, but not great. First liner? I'd have to look at their depth chart. I think yeah. I think his main value will be on the power play, don't you? Uh, yeah, yeah, with that shot and then on the left side. And yeah. uh, one, one other thing, the Florida Panthers, them being uh, young and uh, coming up, and they were on the bubble last year, right? They missed the playoffs by wild card by a point or two. you think they're going to be a threat this year? I, I like them, and I think they could sneak into the playoffs, and I think they could finish ahead of a team nobody expects them to finish ahead of, like a Toronto or a Boston. Thank you. Well, 730 a.m. tomorrow.
Liverpool at Tottenham. 4-0 versus 3-1. All I can add to that is, come on, you Reds. Good talk. See you out there. 105.90X.